Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any of our new listeners, each week we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we then figure out the best information and we share it with you, our listeners. Yeah, we are certainly not experts, though, in anything that we talk about in this pod. Uh, This week is absolutely no exception. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully by sharing some of that knowledge with you, though, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Sounds good to me. Come on then, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, which is anime. Yeah, Ollie, that's right. Anime, this week's topic. So, we uh, well, we always start with, what do we know about it? And do you want to go first? What do you know about anime? This is something, one of those topics, one of the many topics where I know absolutely nothing about this, going into it this week. I know it's a cartoon, and I could probably, you know, if I saw a cartoon of it, I'd think, that looks like an anime cartoon, but I've got nothing beyond that. Absolutely zilch. Japanese. How about yourself? No, nothing. Japanese. Pokemon. I was sat down. I was like, Pokemon, is that is that anime? I think it probably is. It's, Jap- it's a Japanese cartoon. So, uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know anything. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I could tell you any other any other animes. I, I, no, nothing. I couldn't name any of them for you. I couldn't tell you any of the the, the films or the anything to do with them. I couldn't name a popular one for you, I don't think, apart from Pokemon. Um, so yeah, starting from a very low baseline this week. Hopefully we do it justice. And should we jump yeah. right in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's 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 try and share some of the stuff we've learned. Yeah, like you said, low baseline. Hopefully we'll just take a little step up and we'll all know just a smidgen more. And uh then we can go on an anime adventure afterwards. Cool. So for everybody listening now, this is pretty simple that it is Japanese in origin. And in Japanese, the term anime refers to all forms of animation. So all forms of, of cartoons that, that are drawn, all forms of animation. But in English and the Western world, anime refers specifically to Japanese animation, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So when they talk about anime, they're talking about like not just Japanese animation, literally any animation, anything that they watch that is animated. Whereas, yeah, exactly like you said, we we we've just picked it up in the Western world. Anime means Japanese made animation, which is I know, a bit strange, isn't it? But, <laughs> yes. but that's sort of what I thought anyway. Like I thought anime was Japanese animation, but that's just because I'm in the Western world, I guess, and I'm believing the thing that everybody else believes. Yeah, and then if you then then look a little bit into the etymology of the word, there's a little bit of to and fro in there, isn't there? Yeah, they basically borrowed our word, animation, then called it animation, but like with some funny Japanese spellings. You know, it, even the word is animation. And then we've taken their word, animation, and turned it into anime. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a bit... I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, they, they they mean when they say animation, they mean animated cartoon. That's all mm. they mean. 
like you're saying that that is literally what they mean it to mean in japanese whereas we we mean anime to mean japanese made animation which yes is just well, yeah. a subtle difference <laughs> a subtle difference there but it but it is it is key and so i think as well it's probably worth us just saying just really really briefly that it's it's quite distinctive isn't it and we'll get into it a little bit about what makes it distinctive and why it is quite popular but anime when when looking into it this week i kept stumbling also across the word manga and yeah. it's it's sort of tightly linked to to manga isn't it yeah so so a manga is a japanese comic that's that's all it is. It's the term given to Japanese comic books or graphic novels, as we might call them. Whereas anime is like the animated version of that. And what tends to happen is lots of anime is based on manga. Yeah. So they're quite they're, they're quite, I guess, interchangeable a little bit, perhaps incorrectly so sometimes. But there's certainly huge, huge um, links between the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But manga is is a comic as we think of it. And animation would be like watching on the telly or something. Yeah. And these comic books, this this manga, it dates from quite a way back. So they've actually been able to trace it and it originates from some scrolls dating back to around the 12th century. So we're talking quite quite a while ago, um, but it, it's not really got into full swing until about the 19th century. And then the form of entertainment as of manga been something which people then got into properly yeah absolutely yeah um, but and then anime didn't really come around until sort of the early 1900s did it um it, you know it's not it's, it's relatively new isn't the first the, the the oldest surviving anime so the oldest surviving animation that they've got from japan is like 1917 or something yeah that's right it's one called namakura gatana and we should probably just throw in our little disclaimer there. <laughs> now that I've actually tried to say, pronounce one of the, some Japanese words, we're going to butcher a whole load of Japanese words here. So um, yeah, feel free to get yeah, in you... contact with us, send us a little voice note and we can correct ourselves next week if we need to. If you've listened to our sumo episode, the exact same disclaimer was made. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming from heart it's all coming from a place of love we're just you know we've learned this we're just gonna butcher what the words are so apologies <laughs> if you're japanese listen to this please let us know how to actually pronounce them and uh and we'll have a second go at it so there's so what what liam said there is completely right that the oldest full length that's been kept in its entirety in terms of anime as a in terms of a cartoon is this namakura gitana but there are some animated cartoons, you know, very short little clips and stuff that date back to about 1907. So yeah, over 100, you know, 115 years or, or whatever it might be. Um, and it's it's really entrenched in Japanese culture, isn't it? It's it's massive within Japan in terms of it's what everyone knows and grows up with, and it's just there. Yeah, it's um culturally accepted, isn't it? I think. I think to us, it's a bit niche, isn't it? If I if I walk around school that, that I work in, I, I should probably say that every time in case someone's listening. They're like, that's a bit strange. But I walk around where I am. You know, quite often I'll, I'll see I'll see kids every now and then. They'll be reading some anime, and it and it's like 
it's unique. Like they're the only person reading it. So they stand yeah. out. Yeah. Whereas in Japan, it's just, it's just a basic form of entertainment that is, everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's absolutely enormous. We'll get onto it a little bit later about how big it is, but in terms of there are over 400 dedicated production studios there, they've got over 130 voice acting schools that are dedicated to this as well. So it's, it's massive stuff and yes, super, super popular. It properly really came to what we know it as nowadays in around 1956 though, that's where we're sort of looking. So we've said, you know, 1907, 1917, but it's, it's really around 1956 where there was someone called Osama Tezuka. He established a production company called Mushi Productions, and he's often regarded as the, the leading figure. He's the, the godfather of, of manga, and he was somebody who got the whole industry um, started it off on this path of where it is today, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just what it was is this guy was he was big into like watching movies from other countries, um, but you know this was around the time when Walt Disney was just kicking off as well, you know. And um, he was also like he would he would draw these little manga cartoons, these manga comics. But what he was what he ended up trying to do was basically replicate movies on the page. So he was trying to, you know, he was trying to put more emotion into the scenes and more exciting action and more complex characters and stories. And, you know, by doing that, it became something more than just a comic. Yes. And, you know, it, it went from there. Yeah, but this, this Osama Tezuka, he was, wasn't always destined to be this great novelist and comic book creator or anime creator, was he? No, he was training to be a doctor. He was, he was at medical school, I think. And um, yeah, he was he was sort of doing both at the same time. And, he, you know, he was he was getting, you know, he was he started selling his he's selling these comics, these manga comics to people. And eventually asked his mum, you know, look, what should I do? And she said, you should just you should work doing the thing that you most that, that you like most of all, which I quite like. And he just yeah. he went, OK, let's go with it. And, um, you know, in. in this style of, you know, trying to make it really emotive, trying to bring all of these complex characters into these manga comics, just it just took off from there. Yeah, massively. And he, isn't he credited, his first big one is Astro Boy, one that yes. sort of really started to um, get some traction. And then there was a bit of a funny story with Osama Tezuka and Disney with one of his ones called Kimba the White Lion. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's got a few Astro Boy, Black Jack, but then there's one called, yeah, Kimber the White Lion, which he, he wrote in like 65, it became an anime series. And he, we, you know, we know he's heavily influenced by Disney, but it turns out that it might have then gone the other way and Disney be massively influenced by him. Now that they claim that the Lion King bears no resemblance to this Kimber the White Lion, which is, you know, when did the Lion King come out? It must have been like four, 30 years later, for example. I, I don't know, yeah. around about then probably. But you can see scenes in the Lion King that are almost shot for shot the same as Kimber the White Lion. Um, you know, also the character in, in the Lion King is called Simba, and this is called Kimber. And, <laughs> you know, is that a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll, we'll put on our Instagram 
at two guys one topic and on twitter at two guys one topic just some of those screen for screen um, parallels and just see what see what you think as listeners see if see if there's any yeah, duplication of some of the scenes that were were used from the the comics into into the Lion King. So that's a bit interesting. So yeah, so Osama Tezuka, he's considered to be the godfather. He was heavily influenced by films that he was watching and he was just thinking that the comics that he was reading and really liked were a bit boring and he just wanted to try and improve them. And we've, I don't think we've really said about some of these, the comics and these manga novels, they can be like 600 pages long, can't they? It's not maybe like yeah. what, what we're used to in more of a Western world where you've got, you know, quite thin like comics that you'll get from the local news agents or whatever. You know, they, these are proper full on novels and yeah. then translating those novels, if you like, those comic book novels into animations. Yeah, which has now grown massively. And these animated shows, they now account for 60% of the world's animation-based entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is yeah, but, mind-blowing. But that they're so long means that they've got these really long storylines. And, you know, like, like if we were watching a Netflix series, that's, that's how it has hooked so many people because it's not quite so... You know, like a comic over here might be quite disposable. Like you'd pick it up and read it and it'd be done and, and it would finish. Like the story would start and finish within one within one little comic. Whereas these these have got like a whole sort of, what's it called when you've got loads of episodes of the same thing? Like they're quite voluminous. That's not the word. I don't know what the word is. Liam never knows the words for things. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, you know I mean? there's, that that yeah. makes it different. It made it different from other comics and, and other animation because you know the the animation is essentially based off these mangas and that that's that's one of the reasons they're really different and another thing he did was he was he was really into like he watched a lot of german and i think french films where they're quite emotive so you, you know they're really like they, they really play on the emotions and comics didn't do that and he would spend lots of pages of a, of a manga trying to get across the emotion of these characters. So there'll be lots of zooming in on like faces and we'll talk about it a bit later. You know, if you've seen any anime, the eyes are massive. Yeah. And there's a reason for that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it it sort of comes down to, interestingly, how, how they started their making the animations back in the 1960s. There wasn't very much money that was floating around to be able to, to make them. And it was quite time consuming. Film budgets were very tight. And so one of the ways that they then decided to try and make these films on a bit more of a budget was by cutting down the number of frames that they used. And so they, yeah. they ended up making it 12 frames per second, whereas we're more used to having about 40 frames per second. So it gives you a little bit of a jerkier animation that's going on. So what they do is to try and then make up for that in terms of the, the storyline is really focus in on a few key things, as Liam says, like the eyes. And there's a nice quote that I saw somewhere where it was saying that the eyes, as we know, are the window to the soul. So yeah. exactly as you were saying, on some of the, the scenes, it will really zoom in in the animation just on the character's eyes and like the background could be like really shaking behind them and it's just you're seeing all this emotion go through the eyes. It's super zooming in and you sort of get an idea about what it is they're, they're feeling or, you know, what's happening in that. Yep. Whereas 
you don't really get that in any other form of entertainment. Yeah, you can't get that even in a film, like an actor, an actress. Like they, they can show more in the comic, in this manga or in the anime than they can on film because they can do more than just what actors can. Similarly with like, you know, we'll talk about them a, a bit later, like all the action scenes, all of the stuff, the, the actual things that happen, they can do stuff in an animation that you just can't do on a film. Yes. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they can have these characters flying around and going up into outer space and and you, you just can't do that in film without it looking all just like CGI and it, it doesn't quite work. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that sort of, you know, that, that he, he basically bought film into comics and animation and just sort of ramped it up a notch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And things like when you see that maybe someone's embarrassed in an anime, they'll get this absolutely enormous bead of sweat on their head. Yeah, and yeah. You know what it means. There's this, you know, and, and their eyes are going all funny and like the, the the background's all really intense and they might only be looking at like a, a bowl of like noodle ramen or something. They might be looking at something and like getting really worked up about it, but you know what they're doing. You know, it's really over the top and it really intensifies the emotions. Um, and that's just something that, yeah, like we were saying before, you can't really do in any other way. But in, in terms of then maybe we've touched on a number of them there in terms of some of those key trait differences between maybe Western cartoons and anime is where you were saying again about how the plots develop over many, many episodes, like for a single storyline, don't they? And you can get really involved in the characters and they can have really complex storylines and also really complex characters because you get to know them for so long. You like really get bought in and engrossed in what it is that they're doing. But also just what it looks like. You know, if you've not, you will have seen some anime, I'm sure of it. They're all really high contrast, bright colours. You know, everything's quite exaggerated. Their heads typically are quite big and their eyes are really big because they're showing this emotion on their faces yeah, that, but I mean, yeah, it's it's very different to Western cartoons. It's aimed at, I think we'll talk about it probably now, it's aimed at more than just children, isn't it? That's the point, because they can develop these characters, because they can shoulder this emotion. They, you know, adults watch this. This isn't just for children, which is why it's such a big thing, because it's more than just kids watching it. Yeah, absolutely. In um, just, just that whole thing... In in the Western world, you wouldn't be watching a you know a fifty episode series about some sort of romantic love story in an adult like certainly cartoon a, way. Certainly not as a cartoon, you wouldn't. No, in, yeah. in 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 a cartoon form, but that's very much the norm, isn't it? Yeah. So there um there are about five or uh, well six. We'll mention the last one perhaps at the end. There are sort of five types of anime isn't it as far as genres go very quickly there's basically you know if we're talking genres there's every anime uh, every genre is covered you know horror comedy fantasy action adventure sci-fi romance everything yeah but there are types of anime that are aimed at different people aren't there yeah should i kick us off with there's one that's called kodo momuke and it's an animation that's intended for children. So it has quite simple stories that sort of teach morals and core values. Yeah, it actually translates as directed at children, Kodo Mamuki. 
Um, yeah, it typically show, teaches children how to be considerate and how to behave. And think. a couple examples of this, you know, I, I've got examples for each. So if we're okay. thinking, right, get my kids watching some anime, right, tonight, whatever. Okay, you could go and watch Pokemon. We've all heard of Pokemon. You might have heard of Digimon. That's one as well. Or yep. perhaps Doraemon. I don't, know, don't know why they've all got Mon on the end, but they are examples of um, some um, kids' ones. So there's also, slightly older then, there's one called Shonen. Which, these are made for younger boys. They're typically a male character. Normally he's pretty muscular, good at martial arts. You know, he always looks out for his mates. He always fights for his mates. You know, a few examples of these would be Naruto, Attack on Titan, Dragon Ball. You might have heard of what, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, what do you mean Dragon Ball Z? There's no way. It's definitely Dragon Ball Z. But yes, so we've got Shonen. This is our younger boys one, you know, probably like up to sort of teenage age. Um, you know, we're not talking adults here, but but certainly boys. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Shonen. Exactly as you're saying, yeah, lots of fighting and humorous plot lines with lots of male characters. And then the next one is Seinen. And this this anime is meant for sort of younger men. So it's meant for, yep. well, hang on. So it's meant for like adult males, but it's meant for older than school age, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And they, they tend to be a bit more, more violent than what you get in Shonen, which is meant for the younger boys. And yeah, they they can have like adult themes to them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're listening to this as, as a male, you might want to go and watch One Punch Man, Tokyo Ghoul, or perhaps Ghost in the Shell. Uh you know, all of those are examples of seeing uh, Then, so op- so I, I said a minute ago, shonen is for younger boys. The opposite of that is shouju, which is basically, you know, the exact opposite of that. It's aimed for young girls. Focuses on relationships and romance in the story generally. They're generally quite dramatic, but also quite funny. The protagonist is almost always female. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you might want to go and watch Oran High School Host Club or Vampire Night. They are a couple you might want to watch. There's some nice. big ones of that. Big shoju animes. So we've then also got like mirroring what we were talking about on the boy side. We've then also got Jose and that's aimed at like older women or like grown up women. Um, yeah. And this tends to be that there's yeah, a slice of like realism to it. There's like romantic tales um, and it's a bit more a realistic representation of relationships than what you then get in Show Ojo, which was for the, the yeah. younger girls. Usagi Drop, Nodami, Cantabile, you might want to watch. But what, what, I, what I found really interesting learning this was that these are aimed at like at the aimed at adults. It's not it's not an animated program that adults are just watching because they they quite you know I quite often watch PJ Masks. But I don't watch it because I, I really want to watch it. I watch it because my kids are watching it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like I, I don't wait for them to go to bed and then I sit some PJ Martin or Paw Patrol on, you know. But the, these are actually aimed at adults. Yes. And the stuff in them is really adult. Like, you know, it is the horror is really, really gory and things like that. The relationship stuff is a bit... You know, it's a bit tasty at times, I think. Well, um, you were telling me in the week, didn't you, that this this sixth genre that we're about to mention here, hentai, <laughs> is one where you got a little bit stuck on. You were just going around this hentai a little bit too much. Is that right? You didn't get really get past this one? So, right. Talking about adults, hentai is adult 
anime, if you know what I mean. Like this really is like this is not safe for work. Do not go and Google hentai at um anime. Yeah, but like there's a whole genre of it. <laughs> this is proper grown ups, if we know what I'm saying. You got any yeah, um any is... recommendations for people to watch there <laughs> from this week? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've got these yeah these specific types of anime and then what you'll also find is there are particular characters that you then get and we we won't go into the details of them today but you you normally get like similar types of protagonists within them so when we're talking about it's a female lead quite often there could be somebody who's um you know part of their friend group who has certain traits and you can almost identify there are certain yeah. people within thir- certain types of, of anime as well um, so there's some but, um, some consistency there, uh, but that that again that's not really any different to um, you know any any genre of movie that you watch, is it? You know, if I watch any yeah. film, it's always got an assassin in it who's been called back for one last job, who thought he'd quit the force. You know that sort of thing. It's yes. always, you know those sorts of there's always yeah. the same character, but yeah, they're just like you're saying, they are very really obvious in anime. Like, oh, here's so and so. This is that one who's got the powers but doesn't want to use them, that sort of thing. You know? Yes. Yeah, completely. Nice. And so if we would then maybe move on a little bit and think about some of the more popular ones. So we said you said like per genre, these are some of the types of ones to watch. But people who haven't watched any anime before, there are some super popular ones which are maybe might be worthwhile because they're so popular being the go-to ones for anybody watching this who thinks actually yeah this does sound a little bit interesting i never realized there was so much emotion involved and so many complex like storylines and the horror ones could be really gory any of those that you just want to pick out for us yeah so they call them the big three or the big four if you include another one don't they um so naruto is one of them so naruto one piece uh, they've got very strange names Naruto One Piece Bleach which I'm not sure that would be interesting but you know just the name of it uh, and the other one is Dragon Ball like we said earlier Dragon Ball Z yes Dragon uh, Ball Dragon Ball Z there but just on that One Piece the one I mentioned a minute ago One Piece you know talking about popularity the manga of the anime One Piece they've sold 500 million copies yeah. of that manga half a billion copies of the manga alone that is when we're talking about popularity that is how popular this is yeah that's mad isn't it yeah um, unbelievable i actually went and watched a little bit of dragon ball this week just to um to try and get into it it's all um, right <laughs> i don't think but, i know the characters well enough i think i need to invest a little bit more time um but yeah it's it's that that falls under the shonen anime it seemed to be that there was some like funny plot lines to it that I was watching, but yeah, there was loads of the, the martial arts and yeah, it seemed like male characters to them. But the, the other things that we were saying earlier about is just these other worlds that they can create and it not being CGI and not looking mm-hmm. fake, you know, it's a cartoon. And that was, yeah, something which was apparent watching um, some Dragon Ball this week. Talking about these popular ones, right? Um, when we said at the start, everyone will have seen some sort of anime, I'd imagine, because almost everybody on the planet must know what Pokemon is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking when at the start. 
have I ever watched any anime? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen some Pokemon. So Yeah, or played it or collected the cards of it or whatever. Anyway, this, this is one of the best facts I found out doing this podcast, right? The top 25 highest grossing media franchises of all time worldwide. Pokemon is number one. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon has earned nearly a hundred billion dollars worldwide. Pokemon has generated. That is more. That is more than Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, Spider-Man, Batman, any other media franchise. But how significantly more? Is it just more than Star Wars? So Star Wars, for example, just over 60 billion. Pokemon, nearly 100 billion. So like 50% more. Wow. That is mental. Number two, just talking about how big anime is, right? Number two is Hello Kitty, which isn't actually officially anime, but there are now anime based on Hello Kitty. Number six is something called Anpan Man. <laughs> What's what? that? Number nine, number nine, Shonen Jump. These are animes. What? Number 13, Gun- Gundam. Number 15, Dragon Ball. Yeah. What? This is this is mental. How much Anpan Man do you know? <laughs> None, but I know it's it's made about the same amount of money as Star Wars. Wow. Wow. And twice as much as Harry Potter. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. Thinking that it's it's so much more than some of those Western franchises that you know really well and you know are super popular. Um, and so one of the things that I looked at a little bit this week was about just the, the anime industry in general. Okay. And in 2021, it took home $25 billion. That's how <laughs> much the, the anime industry was worth, which is absolutely enormous. And it keeps on growing and it's getting more and more popular. And so it sort of led us both onto looking into this, didn't it? Like, why is it getting so popular? And why is it just growing and growing? And we've mentioned it previously that it's part of Japanese culture and they're just used to it. But from Western culture, it's it's quite new and a bit different. As you were saying, if you see somebody where you're where you're at school when you're teaching, having one of these, these manga or watching some anime, it is a little bit niche. But people get engrossed in it, don't they? With these story storytelling and the ideas that come out of them. But it's also also down to just the the availability of it. Stuff like streaming and Netflix is just opening it up to a whole new massive market, isn't it? Yeah, that, but but also that's that's sort of how it kicked off in the first place. Anyway, and it, it went obviously it started in the 60s in Japan. It wasn't until about the 80s when it started spreading around the world. And it started spreading with the advent of like VHS tapes. So that, you know, eventually they, they people could get hold of copies of it. Yes. And it, it just got more and more popular. You know, people would watch it and they'd, they, you know, recommend it to a mate, but they'd lend them the tape because other people might listening to this might not know what we're talking about here. It wasn't on your telly. You had to lend an actual tape of it so somebody else could watch it. Um, and then... You know, Netflix now is, is basically the same things happened. Now yeah. there's more access to it. People can get hold of it. People can recommend it to people. And it's just, yeah, like you're saying, it's it's getting bigger the, and bigger. The other thing as well, with the likes of Netflix making it available to the West, it's then been dubbed. So you can either watch it with subtitles 
and hear the original audio, or you can actually watch it and it's been dubbed into English for you. So it just, yeah, opens it up to a whole new massive market. And also that whole thing about where it breaks convention about this being a cartoon aimed at kids. It's it's absolutely not, is it? It it completely breaks that as a convention and has all of these different storylines and elements to it for, for adults. Yeah, that's that's why it kicked off anyway in the first place because it's so different. You know, it, it is completely different. If it, it, it's just not the same as anything we have, um, and and you know that's that's part of the reason of it. I think it's crazy. Like Japan is a relatively small country. Yeah, and yet this is this can be so big. Yeah. Like, like it, it just must be exported everywhere. Like to make that sort of money is yeah. And just to just to remind people, we we said much earlier on that the Japanese animated shows account for sixty percent of the world's animation based entertainment. So just yeah, it's absolutely enormous. But you, oh yeah, way way more than like way more like Pixar, you know. And think yeah. you know you think Pixar they must make all the animation, but no, they don't come anywhere close to it. Or Disney, Disney again, yeah, they don't they don't come close to it. You do get some funny names though, don't you? where because it's originates in japan and we know we're saying here that you can watch it subbed or dubbed now into english but you do get yeah. some funny titles because of the the translations don't you yeah i've got lots of these written down i'll give you three or four of them right short one so translate i my me strawberry eggs <laughs> what, what does that mean <laughs> um okay uh let's go with world end what do you do at the end of the world? Are you busy? Will you save us? Nice That's the name snappy, of the program. Nice snappy title there. Oh, actually, you on Netflix, right? You're watching this new program. Oh, I've been watching this brilliant new program. It's called The Misfit of Demon King Academy. History's strongest demon king reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't quite work, some of them. You know, you can Google, there's some really, there's just some totally random ones. I like that. That's really good. There have um, been some that have been running for a pretty long time, hasn't there? There's one called Sazei San, and that's the, the world's longest running anime. And am I right in saying it's it's had like over 7,000 episodes, hasn't it? Yeah, 7,000. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously our data is going to be out, isn't it? But it must be approaching 8,000 episodes. Um, it's been going since 69 so what's that like 53 years that is that is a long time and uh yeah, it's, it's like a um like a mainstay of japanese television isn't yes. it uh, i think yeah I think everybody just sort of sits around and watches it because it's been going on forever yeah crazy it's um yeah been, been running for such a long time one one thing i came across which sort of links back to one of our episodes from last series with the oscars is that there's a an anime called Spirited Away, and it was the first anime to be nominated for an Oscar, and it actually won. So it won the Academy Award for Best Animated Film in 2003. Ah, nice. Yeah. Which is um, which is pretty interesting. As you know, we we're saying it's normally the likes of Disney or Pixar who will dominate that award, but yeah, anime yeah. got a look in for one year. Yeah. Okay. This has been really interesting, but I've got a hell of a takeaway. Go on then. Hit us with your two guys, one topic takeaway. Oh, this is a doozy. 
just talking, I was going to say it earlier, but just talking about how how popular anime is and how popular it's become. You know, we have all these conventions around the world where, you know, people meet up to, I don't know, sell things, buy things, exchange things, meet people who have got the same sort of likes and tastes and things. You know, you'll have heard of Comic Con in America, you know, the Geneva Motor Show. These are all conventions. Um, computer electronic, what's it called? The, com- the computer, the consumer electronics something ces show i can't think what it's called it might be show anyway, these are really big conventions. these are like these are like 150,000 people turn up to these shows geneva motor show has about 600,000 people turn up but the comicet convention which is in japan which is short for comic market has over three days in december 750,000 people wow went to it in three days, two, a quarter of a million people every day, um, because this market is known for being the place where people sell their mangas. So people write their own manga and then they will sell it. But they'll be like first editions. And okay. if, if they ever kick off, yeah. you know, it's a big deal to have them. Um, so I think that's part of the, the um, appeal. But yeah, 750,000 people go to the, the largest anime convention. That's the biggest convention in the world. And it's for anime. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's quite cool. Mental. I'll hit you with my two guys, one topic takeaway, which is again on along the manga lines. So I know our episode here is about anime, but anime and manga are tightly linked. And my fact is that people of Japan, they use more paper for manga every year rather than toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can believe that. If you've sold 500 million copies of um, one piece, you know, perhaps everyone's using it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that popular as we were talking about this whole um, manga anime genre and something which is seeping more and more over here to the West. What have you made of it this week, Liam? I think that that sort of wraps up what we were going to talk about anime wise. How would you sum it up? It's interesting, isn't it? I, <laughs> everything we learn is interesting. Every time we learn something new, just... Just how big of a deal anime is, I think, is the thing that has shocked me the most. How, you yeah. know, I don't watch it, but it turns out blimmin' loads of people do. Yes. And it, it's not quite as niche as perhaps we think it is. Just because perhaps where we live, it's maybe a little bit niche. It, you know, worldwide, this is not a niche thing. Yes. Um, I think what and, I like yeah. a little bit watching it in the future is having a bit more of appreciation about why the style is the way that it is. I quite liked that it it started by, because of budget constraints and not being able to have as smooth animation as what we typically had in Western cartoons. And so they then needed to overemphasize the emotional element of it and you get engrossed into the characters. Um, and but doing that another way specifically with the eyes and how important that is I thought yeah that that's going to be something which I'll pay a, a lot more attention to or have more appreciation of when I see it in the future yeah, yeah well you know you'll see anime characters about the place won't you in from time to time and you know when they've got these big eyes I think you're going to be able to remember that do you want to know why they've got such big eyes let me tell you this is why yeah, um, yeah, yeah the I eyes think, are the I window so, to yeah, the group. soul I, I think I agree. I certainly agree with that. We should just uh, give a shout out in our, our plea to get around the world, shouldn't we? 
yeah, that's a good idea. We should, yeah, update everybody on this. So if for series five, if you were listening to us last week, we were saying that, yeah, thank you to everybody listening. The podcast has gone fully global and it's now in, listened to in over 100 countries. And we're asking for listeners' help just to see if we can then try and push it a little bit further, aren't we? Yeah. So if you know somebody, just if you know someone that lives in a crazy random country, please let them know about our pod, share some worldwide knowledge with them. And um, if you let us know, we'll give you and them a shout out and we'll see if we can get get more global, I guess. We're in more than half the world. We, you know, we're going for, let's push for the whole place. Yeah, let's, why uh, not? So yeah, do, do you know worldwide. somebody, do you know somebody in an obscure country where you can share some knowledge, let them know about the pod, let us know that you're doing it, um, get in contact with us. We'll give you and your the person you're sharing some knowledge with a shout out. And the easiest and best way for you to do that is at two guys one topic really easy it's at two guys one topic on twitter instagram or facebook and i think that's the the best way for people to do it isn't it liam yeah i think so we were joined this week by somebody from antigua and barbuda for example unfortunately we don't know who that was so if you do know who that was please let us know right great episode ollie lovely episode on anime got another one coming up for next week we better start learning that um hopefully you've enjoyed it like ollie said if you want to Got any questions or thoughts? Let us know at Two Guys One Topic, and uh, we'd love to hear your suggestions for future topics. I guess. Otherwise, see you next week. Get out there and share some anime knowledge. Mm-hmm.